equal life gains. What's up, what's up? And welcome back to episode 27 of People Like Games. If you don't know by now, it's the A Squad in the building. The GODs of this POD casting thing here. I suppose oh, that was so it. terrible. I was yeah, I was going to figure it <laughs> oh, out. Oh, man, that was terrible. Oh, but man. We're going to go. We're, we're going we're gonna to do better next time. It's going to be better. You try so hard, man, every I time. It's so great. I on that one. Yeah, let know, them know who know. you are. What's your name again? <laughs> exactly. But, what's, what's your you name? Know, I'm Lilo. That's why I'm, I say embarrassing I'm things. I'm Lilo. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm and I'm solo. solo. Oh, man. I'm Lilo. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. And when we say welcome back, I mean, this could be your first one. We've only done 27 of them. So you could be just yeah, started. I'm always here. That's yeah. the daily. But That's Lilo true. is back from his uh, high, high, uh, personal absence would be yeah, an appropriate way to put it. Is it one way? Death. You know, it binds us all. It's one of those things that you got to deal yeah. with, and it's sad. Uh, another thing, though, in this this particular case, I don't want to stay on the topic too long, but it was actually a celebration of life, which is actually pretty cool, where we had, like, a party instead of everyone being sad, and that was That's awesome. That's the ideal, man. Uh, Dude, I, right? Irish I, fucking wakes. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. All day. Yeah, it's so interesting because actually related to the topic, but unrelated to the game. Unrelated to games, but technically related to the game, so... There is a game called Mortician's Tale that is out on Steam. You guys can get it. But the reason I mention it is because I had read this book uh, called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. And it's about a girl who ends up, who's afraid of death, who ends up working at a mortuary to get over it. And how the story becomes an analysis of how people deal with death and the way different cultures either celebrate it or mourn it in different ways. And the sort of uh, practices that go into it. And Interesting. so there's a game and I, I mentioned the book to the person who had, uh, I tweeted at them, which plug time at people like games, you know, the <laughs> uh-huh. Twitter. So I, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I played it in the side, but yeah. I tweeted at them and I was like, yo, have you heard of this book? And they're like, that's the inspiration for the game. So hope I forget the name. Um, they were at the GDC when I was speaking with them. So hopefully that is sweet. Get oh, them cool, on man. the show sometime, but yeah, easy regardless. peasy. I like that. Um, just want to give everyone a heads up. I am currently so I went away on a hiatus. You had to deal with solo for you know last Friday's episode, but while I was away dealing with death, I I think I got the flu. Not even kidding. So I feel yeah. like crap. You're probably gonna hear me cough, sniffle, stuff like that. I'm sorry about it. Hopefully you can I deal with it. You're going to say you felt like death, and I was gonna be like, that's inappropriate. But it, I literally do feel like death. <laughs> I, I was trying to roll that in I, there, but it just I, it wasn't smooth. I'm not smooth it right now. Inappropriate, dude. But. Brain brain capacity is like 25 percent so we're 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 running low low energy but we're here for the people because we are we want to give you all the news about all the news all all the the news news about all the games yeah uh speaking of people like games you can find us on itunes google play uh stitcher anchor everywhere but fucking spotify and title still hopefully that'll change one day soon Subscribe, leave some love, and anyway, uh, just to uh, correct something, last week we had mentioned we were going to start doing a table of content before we got into the show, but this time we're going to introduce a new segment uh, called Next, and it's going to be before ClickScope, and it's just going to be a a quick rundown of a couple of headlines, uh, and in ClickScope, it'll still be a scope of the industry, but it will also be a slightly bit more confined because it seemed egregious to use the phrase (laughs) without any time consideration so that's true that's true uh, let us know how this one works for you quick scope well yeah let us know definitely but to clarify it'll be next followed by quick scope then our gaming spotlight and then of course the final lap which we only started, you know, a few episodes ago. So it's not like, of course, yeah, but that's, you know, that could still be subject to change. We may yeah. put it up for vote on the Twitter. So in case you're wondering, out. it's all subject to change <laughs> at any it's given moment. We can change anything, change. but we'll try to be consistent about changing things consistently. The only two things that will remain consistent are these two voices. Yep, and, and the rest is that half the time it's always going to be solo, but sometimes <laughs> Lilo. So exactly. even that's subject to change. But still, all right, let's let's get into this. Let's get let's, into it. Let's uh, get into it. 
Alright, so in case you don't know, this would be a quick headline, but Far Cry 5 is releasing today on March 27th, 2018. When you're listening to this, I've played three of the five Far Cries, Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, um, and looking forward to this one. I mean, Polygon's coming out with another game. I don't know, how do you feel about Solo? I am going to buy it because the head writer worked on Bioshock Infinite, and then I will review it for you guys on the show sometimes, probably in like a month because I take forever. But mark it down, mark it down. I'm saying Solo's gonna beat a game in a month. It's never happening. Next. He says it takes forever. Yeah, it's next. true. All right, next. What you got? Uh, a YouTube streamer, Rubius, that's R U B I U 5, just broke the record for concurrent streamers uh, for a Fortnite game. Uh, specific, it surprisingly wasn't on Twitch, it was on YouTube where he drew over a million concurrent viewers. The slight hitch in the fact is that he was hosting a tournament that had a bunch of other famous streamers from Latin America. So is it a real record or is it asterisk? I mean, I think it's going to be a record for YouTube. It's still a real record regardless of what you're saying, but like Ninja was on Twitch, not on YouTube, different platforms. So it's just... Is that more or less impressive? I think YouTube is much bigger than Twitch. Therefore, I think like YouTube... I don't know. That's the thing. Like Twitch is gaming. I'm just thinking, yeah, Twitch is gaming. So who knows? Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll come back with something else. But... Coming up next, in less unsurprising news, Fortnite makes more money per month than PUBG. Surprising or not, Solo? Entirely unsurprising. Uh, They introduce new content on a weekly basis, but PUBG may get in the game with new weapon skins that are going to be added to loot boxes. So we'll see how long this lasts. Okay. And anyway... Enough fucking Fortnite and PUBG. I feel like that's all we have to talk about. So we're going to hit the next button and talk a little bit about, I want to say a loss, a legal claim, but the Advertising Standards Authority upheld a complaint against Sony uh, in one of their television ads for Gran Turismo Sport, which basically misled consumers to show gameplay that required online uh, functionality, but... The commercial didn't mention it. Uh, They said that uh, their argument was for the game that they had in-game, offline, similar accessible features, but (laughs) what they specifically showed was not similar. Uh, I think they got like a slap on the wrist. It doesn't even mention a fine. Uh, Do you think that was misleading or do you think they have a point? I think that's what advertising is. You mislead shit. You sell a product. I think they they advertised it correctly, in my opinion. It's just, yeah. yeah you think about Hollywood. They make a trailer, a trailer like for Rogue One, showed some yeah. shit that just never happened in the movie. It happens all the time. How so. many best best pizzerias can you go to? How many best in right? the world coffees? Can right. You get it's by? just it's semantics it's and it's uh, visualizations. Words and don't have a you're meaning, confused. Man. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. But Those we're gonna. Meaning. We're going to move to something else, which is actually pretty cool, pretty heartwarming. Um, Google Play is partnering with Girls Make Games for design competition. And the idea is to get girls to, I guess, create video games. And you can win a $10,000 scholarship along with other things for your community, as well as a $15,000 grant for your community or community centers technology program. Um, Top five finalists for this design competition will be flown out all expenses paid to Los Angeles and they will attend E3 to showcase their game that they've created. They'll also get a chance to tour Google at LA and be around famous female industry leaders, which is, I think, awesome. So if anyone out there knows uh, a, a woman or a girl or whomever who loves games and wants to create Honestly, enter into this competition, you got nothing to lose. It could be really fun. And it's really, really cool to see them trying to get equality out here. Solo's looking at me thinking like he wishes he was a girl because he wants to I apply to this. I know a girl. I know mm. a girl. That's um, good. That's good. That is my sister. So I will be like, hey, time make to, a game. You don't do anything with coding, game. but you should try to make a video game. I don't care what you're doing. You're coding a goddamn game now. Because I want to go all expenses <laughs> to Los Angeles. That's what we're going to do. All right. That concludes uh, uh, the next 
section, even though I didn't necessarily use next every time. But you get it. We'll, we'll yeah. work it out next, for, yeah. for next yeah, time. I, I know next. I'm going to get like a buzzer because we're getting a stream, we're getting a sound deck up in here. Yeah, so just get like a bell. Bing, next. Bing, next. Bing. Some shit. No, please. It's just going to be a air horn buzzer. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You get it. You get it. Uh, now on to quick scope. Uh, let's begin with a little bit of Overwatch League because, as I had mentioned on Friday's episode, uh, Sunday was the stage two playoffs, and I had predicted that the Gladiators would be the third team in there to compete, but it actually was the Philadelphia Fusion. So, wrong about that. Um, the Philadelphia Fusion in the semifinals upset the London Spitfire, which is my squad, which was slightly upsetting, but it was a pretty cool game. Uh, and so the Fusion deserved to win, but it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is um, actually a conversation Lilo and I were having last night as we played Overwatch, where, uh, you know, the fact that the Philadelphia Fusion played a 4 o'clock game, so what they changed from the Stage 1 playoffs, if you don't remember, which was that they had normal games on the same day that they held the playoffs. So the team, the London Spitfire, played a game in the morning, then played in the semifinals, then had to play in the finals. This time around, the league responded quickly, moved it to Sunday uh, specifically. And by nature of doing that, they had two games. But again, the semifinal team that plays at four then has to play at six o'clock. This time is the New York Excelsior. The New York Excelsior were down 2-0 uh, and then reverse sweep. It's a best of uh, five series or I guess I want, it's a best of five. It's best of it's four. It's best of five. It's best, best of five. five uh, for the playoffs and for the, the overall. But regardless, um, for the best five, they reverse sweeped. Ironic because in stage one uh, finals, they were reverse sweeped by the London Spitfire. Um, but... You know, New York was just uh, dominant, and so it was impressive in that it broke 200,000 viewers, so it was the highest uh, peak viewership the league has gotten. Uh, this was on Twitch since uh, the first weekend or the first week of uh, the league, which saw numbers in like three to 400,000, which leveled off uh, and has steadily stayed in like 100 to 150,000 uh, for the past year or so um or not past year or so excuse me year past, dude whoa <laughs> I know. your timeline's way i don't way know off. where that word came in my head but uh for the past stage rather uh okay. is what i meant but it, it because it, it, that's also weird there's five stages i think that's a, a weird system but i'm enjoying it to be frankly honest again hey, it's a lot more starting, competitive and they uh, they have i mean technically a new winner right so that's exciting and but what, what do you think about playing from four so the four o'clock team philadelphia beats spitfire then has to play again at six o'clock the game basically ran like an hour and a half so you get like a a couple of minutes maybe a long i don't even know how long the game lasted but they need a couple of minutes break and then they're back to playing another game what what is your thought on uh it's, that? i think well first i want to just remark real quick in case you didn't pick it up, Solo said that we played Overwatch last night. I remember last week he was raging about Overwatch and never wanting to play again because he hated the game. And last night we went on a win win streak. So that there's that. You know, not not related to the topic. I just yeah, want to throw out there. He's, he goes back on his words. It's cool. It's cool. Time, it's just, time it's away. Just, uh, time away. Sure, let me sure. realize that. Yes. It was yes, my yes. team that was letting That's, me down. And what I had to do was just. It's always the team. Carry mode. We'll get into more of your personality traits and how that's how your personality affects what you're doing, but. I think I in certain situations, I think I would rather play back to back because these guys train. If you got to think about it, like these guys train six to seven days a week, sometimes depending on the schedule for eight to ten hours a day. They're like already used to this. Granted, they can get burned out. They, they have all of that training undergoing when he gets to competition day. If they only have two or three sessions in a day for like an hour and a half each, that's still less of a workload than they're normally used to, right? That's why I think it's more of an yeah, advantage to them to play in a day. There's a difference between practicing and then playing at that level. Uh, I don't think there is, man. Like, I really don't because you practice how you play. 
Those you fucking you look at the NBA, the best players in the NBA, LeBron James warms up four hours before a game. He gets a full workout in for two and a half hours, runs the court, does a thousand shots, does all this shit. And then he plays a 40 minute basketball game where he only works 32 minutes out of the game. Like, that's insane. You know what I mean? So I think these guys are training. They are built for it, but it is ridiculous. Imagine. I mean, that's why they took away even even in the NBA, they they limited the amount of back to back to back nights it's similar concept, right right they, they spread they spread the, the games but like in this situation man, games, playing a, I'm gonna once say a week. it's not terrible because I, I'd prefer momentum Dude, we've had binge like we binged fucking games for sure yeah. much longer than that and didn't see any deterioration in performance granted up like 12 hours in a row playing a game like I've had That's few and far between yes like that season one when you did all of your shit on Saturdays fuck yeah but like right now I don't know I'm okay. But um, regard, regardless of this question of whether that was asinine or not, what is truly asinine is uh, the OWL or the Overwatch League Code of Conduct. We had mentioned this, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, with regards to the fact that the league had handed out some uneven punishments and the fact that they did not have a public policy or a yeah. player conduct policy that was public. It was now, or it has now been made public, but <laughs> not by the league. It yep. was Awkward made public turtle. by the journalist Richard Lewis, and it is, uh, it totally makes fucking sense why these guys did not want to release this document in full, because this Yo, give is them the highlights. Give them the highlights, man. thorough and utter disgrace. This is disgraceful. So, basically... <clears throat> Where to begin? So first, it means that Blizzard obviously owns the rights to license and use pro players' likenesses. That is something that is fair to me because that falls within the parameters of even the NBA or, or the NFL. They own the likenesses of the players to use in, say, a video game. They're probably new, but we're going to get to this. They do that because they have that negotiated by the players' union. The right. same reason the NCAA, when I mentioned in early episodes, I was like, they are fucking crooks because they literally profit and then don't pay. So these guys are were doing basically that, which is they were creating video games, you know, you, or they could use stories, et cetera, using a player's license, uh, likeness, and that player doesn't get a penny. And so the example of this article is like Gagori, the first, you know, female player in the Overwatch League uh, who's going to be on the Shanghai Dragons. If they make a story about her in an animated form, they don't got to pay her shit. They own that, but it gets right, worse. Right, right. So secondly, they also own the uh, backstories of the players and the streams of Blizzard games. So for the pro players that are streaming, they are basically owned uh, con or that content's owned by Blizzard. So they can dictate, uh, which they do, what and what you can't do while on those streams while playing their game, and here's the kicker. The funny thing is, you could be like, why don't you just play another game? Because they're not allowed to play other fucking games. Yeah. I mean, they are allowed to play other games, they're just not allowed to profit off other games. But that's the point of streaming. So if you can't control the stream there, so it's like, oh, man, where do they even begin? They have the right to install 24-7 cameras in team houses and practice (laughs) spaces to create a reality TV show. Uh, with cameras everywhere but the bathroom. This is in the, this is literally in their player player's conduct rule. Um, right. They're not allowed to play online with more than two people uh, in the league uh, on the same team because otherwise it'll be considered a quote-unquote uh, team, uh, whatever that means. Um, pro players are not allowed to stream any other organized competitive play such as tournament or custom game. Uh, the rule applies to any game, whether it's made or not. Uh, <laughs> I think we get the highlights. That that's just like aggressive is egregious, and it sucks because with something so new and this league being may not directly built. or indirectly endorse the playing or purchasing of any <laughs> non-Activision Blizzard game in any manner, 
including by making any calls to purchase or making any statements which constitute an endorsement. That is bulletproof legalese meant to fuck 18-year-olds who are playing in a league. Right, right, and right. Who know it's no, parasitic. It's super parasitic. It's, 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 it's NCAA levels of fucking... Uh, they own everything. Savage, That's for sure. Savage capitalism, and uh, this makes it abundantly clear how necessary an actual players' association actually is to be able to negotiate these rights, to be able to renegotiate these fucking rights. Because right, I mean, right, right. If, if they could just do it the other leagues do, which is a lockout, like you know, but I wouldn't put it beyond Blizzard to get scabs. The fill in roles. Oh yeah, for sure. There's so many people that want to make money doing this, so that they would just come in. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. But dude, yeah. it just sucks. Um, I think it's something we're gonna be hearing more and more about as the league becomes bigger. You're definitely gonna see uh, more talk, essentially, about a union for the t- gamers, especially if something else like this. If this doesn't get out in the news and Blizzard doesn't get bad press, I don't know what the fuck like it's all about. Yeah, they got some seriously. good hush money. Let's go with that. Yeah. Good hush money. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we're going to keep you guys up to date um, with what happens with this because hopefully something comes with this. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to some more finance-related stuff. We got an article coming out uh, from the GameIndustry.biz by Hayden Taylor talking about how the top 100 games on Steam have accounted for over 50% of the sales revenue last year. So Steam saw an increase in sales revenue of over 800 million in 2017 over 2016, and it peaked at 4.3 billion total, you know, opposed to 3.5 billion in 2016, which is insane. Uh, Top game, if you can recall, we covered it a couple weeks back, but it's actually PUBG. So the top earnings on Steam is PUBG. Yeah, they um, made a shit ton of money and it was amazing how much they have. In second place, you got Counter-Strike, Global Offensive. Third, Grand Theft Auto with 83 million, which that is mind-boggling to me, how Grand Theft Auto, this game that came out in 2013 or 2012, is still making $83 million four it's years later. It's still in the top five it's, sales of video games every month. It's just Rockstar. I don't know what you did, but you made crack into a video They're gonna game. They're do the same thing with Red Dead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Like totally Red Dead is going to be the Western version of Grand Theft Auto Online. It's going to be uh, wild. It's just insane. Other cool statistics for this, though, include uh, of the top 20 games, seven are going to be, or sorry, seven were released before 2017, which included Civ 6, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Rainbow Six Siege, which has got a huge competitive scene, as we know, Dark Souls 3, which I love, and Rocket League. So you know all about that, but I think it's uh, it's crazy. Everyone on Steam is trying to crack that top 100 list. Apparently, there's over 21,000 games in the library yeah. on Steam, so... 50% of it came from 100 of them, which I found amazing. Not really surprising. Um, yep. As always, with most industries, it's top heavy. But what can you do? But anyway, on to, and you can actually find really interesting numbers on Steam Spy if you ever want. SteamSpy.com. Uh, this has a running database of all Steam related numbers and statistics. But anyway. On to Lilo's terrible rage quit habit in Overwatch. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But Bring actually, speaking of an important topic, uh, which is actually going to be relevant to Overwatch as well, the Overwatch League as well as we were mentioning, but um, mental health and gaming. And so, you know, getting mad over multiplayer video games is... A very normal thing especially online play like absolutely i i've i we've dealt with a couple of pretty aggressive people who online who have just randomly just started like being dicks and i got one it's fucking video game dog like what's that fun shooing nonsense this, let's get for this sure. w man that's that's right? all it's about but mm-hmm. you know these people don't want to get w's they want to like fucking troll they want to be annoying so it's like you know after those losses a couple of people you know they get angry and so what with the violence and video game related uh national conversation i suppose is you know regardless of the false basis of having that conversation in the first place uh, it was a conversation but an interesting story came out on reddit which was uh someone on reddit's spouse made uh 
one of the users fill out a mood reflection worksheet after they kept getting mad at Overwatch. And it was uh, actually very, very, very interesting. And so it sort of uses a dichotomy to sort of uh, translate your thoughts. And so that's sort of part of something that's known as cognitive behavioral therapy, which is to take your, your exact thoughts and their negativity and you list them down. And then after a while, you come back and you revisit it and you, re you rewrite it, putting yourself as the subject of responsibility in it. So all of you'll see is all the negative statements become other statements and then all the positive statements become what can you do to become better. And so, you know, it just sort of proves. And so rather than being mocked when it hit the Overwatch forums, it was, you know, highly touted and a lot of people ended up asking for blank versions of the forms. It's something that's becoming more and more pertinent because, you know, we can attest that we we're just talking about at the top of the show, we we're talking about death. We, we debated not bringing that up because that's serious shit. But like, you know, mental, mental health, you know, issues are real, you know? No, they, and they're so, real. And it, I was going to say, this, sorry to cut you off. No, it, this the, is a good way to translate that anger into something positive and useful. And it can be effective yeah. in other parts of your life as well. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's just uh, in these situations, anonymity, that the the blanket of anonymity that you get when playing video games and online and through the Internet allows people to be more aggressive and impulsive and indecisive. But it's it's those situations and those types of individuals that makes the toxic environment in the games. So if you ever hear of League of Legends or you play any game that has tiers and competitive ranking, you're like, oh, this tier is hell. I can never get out. People are so toxic and they're raging, like salty. It's just if everyone did what this Reddit user's wife made him do and reevaluated how they felt while playing the game, the gaming scene would be a much kinder and better place, I think, for sure. Absolutely. And I do think that... Um, for the most part, I thoroughly agree. Um, yeah, for the for the most part, it's just like I try my best to be that positive influence on Overwatch, but every now and then you're just gonna find somebody that the, gives the, no the fucks. Don't, don't let your escape turn into something that compounds your stress and anger. Uh, would be the main message, and you know, be sure to resolve it because a clear mind will lead to clear gaming. Yeah, to clear living, and that's important because just in you know, for example, one of the major stars of the New York Excelsior, a player named Pine, wasn't there during the stage two uh, playoff finals, and uh, it's related to this. He apparently ended up uh, taking a leave of absence from the team uh, to, or, or in his uh, words, uh, because he had been diagnosed with a panic disorder on top of this, uh, depression. The stress of the Overwatch League exasperated that, and he didn't practice uh, in scrimmages or on stage. Uh, but he said he'd oh, be back for the next one, and so Damn. you know something Good like that. Good for him, that. man. Yeah, no, you need to seek. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to seek out help. One hundred percent. It's okay to seek out help. Uh, yes, to absolutely. move along, and you know, parallel to this discussion, just things similar that, vein. Yeah, similar vein, definitely. Something that I think a lot of people need to understand. It's like gamers have a stereotype against them as to being fat and to enjoying eating Doritos and Taco Bell and drinking soda. And yes, that is the stigma. I used to do that myself. But something that you should be aware of is that the improved physical health that you can experience can translate into gains in the video game industry. And I say that uh, because this is a lighter yeah, subject. Dude. I mean, it's something like... It's physiologically been proven that physical exercise improves your cognitive function, okay? Your brain just works better because your body has more energy. Your body, um, what else? What else? Your body has more energy because it processes food better. Um, you have more ATP stored in your mitochondria. Long story short, not trying to get too technical, but working out has been implemented in part of the Overwatch leagues. And so a lot of the teams have physical trainers and they have dietitians that actually monitor what they're taking in. So if you think of these Overwatch players as Ferraris, you're not going to give a Ferrari a diesel fuel, right? You're going to yeah, give a Ferrari 100%. the best fuel it could get. And that really translate into cognitive performance. They have them go on diets. They have them do physical exercise. And you can see the benefits of all these players. They're saying, I legitimately have more energy. I don't feel like I want to sleep during scrimmages during the day. Uh, 
um, I'm more responsive, and you also learn better. You learn new tricks. You're cognitively more aware. It's just, it's important. And I, you know, like we say, like uh, Solo here, he wants to buy the Game Pass for Fortnite. If you look good, you play good. Well, if you have that confidence in your life, especially for these Overwatch players who Overwatch is everything. As in reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same as exactly. And uh, I was gonna drink say, drink more damn water. Water is great, obviously. Um, really, just like having something else Don't aside like from video games that you can be proud about helps your personal life. It's not all about one thing. It shouldn't always be about video games. It should be about everything, the whole big picture, everything together, right? Yeah. And let's start a campaign to get Lilo to quit smoking cigarettes. But anyway. <laughs> Oh man, moving on. Um, similar similar vein to what we were just talking about. Something pretty cool, and it's goes back to the mental health issues and all that stuff. Long story short, a lot of companies out there in the gaming industry are trying to combat toxicity in gaming, and so there is this initiative called the Fair Play Alliance that is coming together to try and approach this um, topic on a. I guess a global scale in the gaming industry and you have these really really big name companies all coming together for a full day forum to essentially broach the subject of how do we eliminate toxicity how do we make the communities a better place how do we make people like each other like as will ferrell would say why why can't everyone just love each other it's just a game uh, man You're just playing a goddamn game but you go back to what this reddit guy was doing mental health and how this all all these all these factors sort of circle I, I, in. I would say for me, the cure to toxicity in online gaming is the mute button. <laughs> but, That's true. But, but, but you don't help them. You don't help know, them. I don't know what it's like to be a girl gamer. So I, I can't be like, if you say, if a girl gamer is like, yo, I face a lot of toxicity. Like, right. Who, who, right. I, who am I to be like, you're a liar. Like, I don't know. If you say I it, mean, I have, you know, here's if the enough thing. people... So well, like I, I'm not gonna exactly. So I'm not going to deny it happened. So like I listen in those situations, especially in cases like this, where it's like there should be an a, 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 an an effort made to combat these things, right? And right, to right. make it, it more accessible. And I know people sort of rail on that as like a PC thing, but like you know, if if, if equal access, you know, is PC to you, it's like fuck off. I don't think anybody should be subjected to like a shitty fun environment in your hobby no no one should ever be but really cool with having time, fun don't complain that a game is too hard and it should have so, been made <coughs> easier you okay bronze Cuphead. what oh sorry Cuphead. oh bronze I, know, I thought you were just you talking know. about yourself yeah you know not a big deal yeah lilo uh, lilo gets carried lilo uh, gets right. carried and then yep, becomes yep, a yep. big guy but anyway on to a little bit more and i guess i guess our last social issue this was one of the few in rare episodes, I guess, where we've delved into a more personal, uh, I guess you would call it, content manner. But uh, we thought it was worth uh, talking about. Um, and, it all relates to gaming. It does. Yeah, you know, and it, this this was uh, a new thing, which is uh, related again back to what we had mentioned with regards to uh, an Overwatch League suspension. One of the players, XQC, was kicked out for using or one of the reasons they added was that he used an emote, uh, which is just like a, a picture, if you're unfamiliar, in a Twitch chat uh, during an Overwatch League game when one uh, when the one of the black casters was on the screen. Uh, that's Malik Forte. Hopefully he's going to be on the show sometime soon. Um, but, you know, there was then a sort of movement where people were like, yo, that was racist, and that sort of led to people sort of spamming the emoji, which is called the Try Hard 7, that is actually based on a fame, uh, or I guess a big Twitch streamer himself, uh, known as, uh, as Try Hex. And, you know, he is going to be releasing a YouTube video, but he was just on a stream the other day. Uh, and, uh, ironically enough, Twitch having not learned from its, uh, sort of, uh, or, the discussion around the emojis being, you know, is the emoji racist or is the connotation that people are using it in racist? And it's like, well, if they've shown over and over that they don't or they refuse to abide by the fact that, like, yo, don't be a dick with this. Like, what option do you have but to get rid of it? And right. But simultaneously, then that sort of release that sort of takes away a lot of color because they don't do it with anything. And so 
instead of sort of reflecting on maybe a good way to do this, uh, they instead released a KFC emoji uh, yeah. in partnership with PUBG. And uh, it, it was, I guess it was in, you know, a brand partnership to go along with uh, Winner Winner Chicken Dinner. Um, if I have to explain the racial connotations there for you, then you're just being obtuse. So uh, regardless, you know, Trihex, who had the perfect way to put it, which is uh, during it, he said, uh, I feel bad for POCs, uh, people of color right now on Twitch who can't look past that. Someone's got to get it together, man. I'm laughing because I'm like dying inside. Like no black people work at Twitch. But what do I say? Holy shit. That seems yeah. the appropriate reaction. Um, Twitch, yep. what the fuck? Twitch, so, that was silly. Obviously, so like, that's, I, not I, even, that's not even toxicity in gaming to me. That to me is like just being dickish. Like That's socially it, aware. You're not socially aware of everything that happens, and you're expecting that your consumer base is much better, but then you realize Twitch chat is just a trolls. It's like we were talking about. Anonymity blankets you all. It allows you to like be a bad person. It's 12-year-olds that are like, the you know video game children equivalent of like alt-right trolls and politics it's like, i was gonna say it's just it is essentially yeah it's yeah. like all that what fake news that? bullshit bonanza that like oh yeah it's not real i don't believe it but similar vein in that we don't think racism exists this is fine i mean it does it's everywhere it's permeated yeah. throughout society but it's just that was silly i can understand why they you know kfc you could feign innocence but at the same time like Sorry, dude. Yeah. You could make true. anything into racist and into a racist gesture. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's well, tough. Figure it the fuck out, Twitch. Do you want to uh you want to hear some awesome news about how we're potentially going to um all die eventually? Mm. Well, Always. here it is. We got uh EA, okay, the the company that's been doing so well has an AI called Seed, S E E D that has built itself the capability of improving its Battlefield 1 play. It said that in a weird way, but it's because EA has an AI, and it's called Seed, that they gave requirements to to learn how to play Battlefield 1, and eventually, over time, it was able to play Battlefield 1. Now, why is that a big deal? Well... This AI, I mean, AIs have been taught to play games in the past before, but they've normally been like 8-bit games and Atari games and, you know, stuff like that, Snake, all that. This is a AAA game that has so many moving parts and so many different objectives and so many things you could reference and do. Having an AI learn what you could do just means we're getting closer and closer to the Terminator and it's going to recognize who people are. And if this goes off in a certain direction we could have ai npcs in like mmos and stuff like that if you had a server dedicated to an ai that ai could be an npc and could influence the game as if it was a real character but like you just can't play them how crazy would that That'd be? be amazing because more functionally intelligent ai is something that the video game industry could really use especially yeah but then make... when does it become self-aware that's my point man i'm, I'm terrified you got self-aware but the thing <sighs> is there's a race to the ai future man the first country to figure out ai will be the dominating country for what do you mean the first country to fit? it's already china first... china has ai Dude, no, no, no. It's, it's china it's I'm either china you. or us and whoever wins will dominate the next entry and then the robots will become sentient and we all die so whatever yeah, I guess so. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the end is always the same, regardless of how the play plays out. <laughs> what happens? Humans die. Oh, the okay. robots. Right, cool. I get the it. robots. I uh, went Boston Dynamics and China and Peter Thiel. That's it. Okay. Random. Yeah. Right, let's now move on uh, from Quickscope Ra and wraps up Quickscope, huh? Game Spotlight because this is the most important Game Spotlight we've ever done. Because today, please, please yesterday tell me rather, good. was the five-year anniversary of Bioshock Infinite. Oh, God. It's Bioshock not good. Infinite. It's not good. This is his favorite game. So incredible. In if you yep. don't know about it, it's a simple plot line. You are Booker DeWitt, and you are given the mission to get the girl and wipe away the debt. And you are then dropped on a floating... 19th century ra racist utopia called Columbia and you have to go get the girl 
And it is <laughs> a story that I mentioned uh, or that has a depth uh, that really has not been matched. Uh, you know, I, I actually asked this on Twitter and I haven't gotten any responses, which is, can you think of a, you know, this is the same reason that I have such a big qualm with Breath of the Wild, which is as incredible, I guess, as a basic open world system is to people when it has a Zelda skin on it. There's no deeper core to what was going on there. And so with Bioshock Infinite, is it perfect? Was it perfect? Not by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, it came out on Xbox 360. You know, if they came out with a similar concept, you know, I don't know what Ken Levine, who was the, the creative director on Bioshock, who's now working on a secret project, is, you know, making. It could be a Bioshock game. It could not be. But, like, if they made it with a current generation of uh, technology and console, oh, okay. you know, you would see a depth of story that is, you know, incredible. It, it just, there was a deep, deep story at the heart of Bioshock Infinite. And the limitations, and this is a talk he's given to, the limitations of consoles and the limitations of video games at the time limited the scope and the execution of what that story could have been. Seeing that rebooted would be amazing. Seeing Guillermo del Toro directing that shit would be even better <laughs> in a movie yeah, dude. because we're still about that. We're going to make that a PLG movement one day. Seriously, we're going to make that I, movement. We're going to make that a petition. That'd be so fucking awesome. Uh, right alongside the Miss Marvel movie. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah, that's about it. That was a random one, but I'm sticking with that one. Anyway, uh, if you never played it, go buy it. Go play it. Bioshock Infinite. Uh, no, no real game is, has matched that or the original, which is just Bioshock. Bioshock 2, you can play it. You cannot play it. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's how you know I'm real about it. I'm not a fanboy. Like, this shit sucks, man. This shit sucks. That's not my problem. That's your problem. You got to make the goods, and then I shall relate to you guys, our listeners, whether it's good and if it's shitty then shit then you guys will find out it's shit uh language yep. go check it out i enjoyed it i don't know if it's the greatest game of all time because he's not as uh he's not dedicated as, I, I have just too many dedicated. games i have too, too, too many games i'm gonna put I'm, it i'm gonna say he's not the sharpest tool in the shed but that's a ooh, dedicated is a more ooh, polite way to put it going ooh, sharp jokes ooh, ooh. Terrible. All right. Um, I'm nasty, but no, nah, I, I think I agree. It's a great game. It's it's beautiful, wonderful in its execution. I don't know, you know, like anything else. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It has its favorite games. Yeah, it but is what it is. It has its story depth, which nothing top, else matches. Top twenty. And I'd say top twenty. Remember, Sean thinks Breath of the Wild was the game of the year. So. <laughs> it it was great the game result. of the year. It was the game of the year. It's not all about story in a game. It's about just execution of the game oh it's just beautiful and the options and the capabilities and the things that are possible it's wonderful but anyway that's enough about the game spotlight next week we're going to hit up uh lilo's going to be back to taking over the game spotlight we're going we're just gonna call this now i'm gonna dedicate that lilo that's his shiny moments he knows it. He plays it. We, 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 we know we know between ourselves that one of us is a good gamer and the other one of us is a not good a not gamer. Good, a, a he, not, is, uh, he is a, a not, not good great gamer. gamer. A not Obviously, great gamer. That is uh, the way you'd want to say that, right? A yeah. not good. I yeah. wouldn't say uh, less than ideal unless given particular circumstances. Let's just say he tries. He I tries. Try. And that's, that's, try. you got to give it to the kid. That's and cool. I, like a, I'm like the kid that they're like, yo, he puts an effort. He has heart. I'm yeah. Rudy. Yeah. I'm Rudy in this bitch. But he, is, regardless. he is definitely Rudy. Uh, on to... The final lap, which could still be subject to a name change, but uh, that is just going to be one discussion topic, which I guess will branch into their own branching topics. But uh, for this episode of the final lap, but regardless, uh, we're going to look at with the failure of Sea of Thieves because you guys heard on Friday that it was frowned upon by me, at least. I don't know how Lilo felt about it um thoughts before i i actually let me finish it and then i'll get your thoughts <laughs> which which you know with the i guess 
non i less than ideal reception see phrasing baby okay. phrasing less than the ideal reception to see a thieves uh, and with no sort of comparable AAA titles on the horizon, why can't Microsoft compete with Sony and Nintendo? And so, before we jump into that, you haven't given your view. What have you? What do you think of Sea of Thieves? Uh, I think I was in agreement. I played the beta, unlike you. I actually put some a couple hours into it. It's awesome, especially if you have a crew to run around, and accomplish missions. Uh, I think the idea is great. It. It's something unique I've never done before, right? Where you needed other people's help to do things. And then there's just like a lot of cool things to explore and the, adventures oh, to be had. shell of an incredible game that it could does. be what it... It could be like a, a, a Fortnite sort of deal where they... Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the first one with you to say if they add to it, but... If they took some elements from Destiny where you have like public events and other shit like that and incorporated in, there's no depth. That's it. There's just no depth, and that's what I was afraid of. It felt like in the beta I'd accomplished everything except for I could tell that there's going to be more unlockables, right? You can get different guns, different cosmetics. That's been the biggest gripe that I've heard of Sea of Thieves since it's been out. It's just been like, what's the depth? What's the end game? It's like uh, when you're playing an MMO and you get to the the end and you reach max level. Like, what do you do now, right? What do you What do you do in Sea of Thieves? So. In this yeah, case, I don't know. I agree. Um, and that was sort of upsetting because I did play first day. Uh, actually, no, I didn't play first day. I played third day because fucking CFEs uh, froze out Wouldn't new load. players first. Yeah. And then secondly, decided to, uh, you know, go down again twice. Regardless, I played and I agree with the right crew. It could be really fun. But even with you would say Fortnite, say you do the same thing over and over again right but there's mm-hmm. still an inherent variability to the gameplay that it yeah, isn't like sea of thieves yeah. uh which you know which which did become the microsoft version of no man's sky which was you know uh, we, we talked about this too which was like i my gripe with it is that it was marketed as ready upon arrival it wasn't marketed as yo this is a game that could be really really cool in about a year but we're going to get it out fast because there's but there's another pirate game coming out within a year Mm -hmm. and we want to beat them to market which let's be honest if we're being honest the game doesn't feel like a finished product uh by any means uh but they're going to be adding on content i guess how quick they're going to do it their first genius idea wasn't to address any of the complaints. It was to charge people a tax for dying in game and people revolted. Wait, and, what? Explain yep. that? They were going Are you to serious? Charge, yeah. Yeah. You even do look, look that shit up. They were going to charge you a death tax. Uh, that was going to be as part of one of the updates. And then they because the players uh, started complaining, they were like, Okay, never mind, we're not gonna we're not going to do it now. Wait, and what? Exactly. That is mind boggling. All of the fixes that you could have introduced into a game, your first is to penalize players for dying. Like, are you kidding me? And so you know, it's it it just proves to me more so that Sea of Thieves is going to just be a I guess I don't know a, a failure but again so Sony has just a bunch of original titles coming out I almost want to go buy a PS4 to go play Spider-Man and God of War you know right I borrowed a PS3 to be able to replay Kingdom Hearts like I, I'm just gonna go buy a PS4 like fuck it at this point like I'm playing Sony mm-hmm. game and so that's not because they are doing anything sort of gimmicky but they're just putting out quality like shit I want to play these games on a PlayStation why not and so you know, even with you think about, you know, with, even with the triggers, it sort of lends itself pretty well to a Fortnite. So I understand why a lot of people play Fortnite on PS4 better than playing mm-hmm. on Xbox, but that's irrelevant. Um, and Nintendo, which we've covered enough, is obvious why Nintendo is popping right now. Um, what's the answer yeah. for Microsoft in two minutes? Uh, Answer for Microsoft. I got to imagine that Microsoft isn't necessarily focusing on games right now, which they've admitted to. They try to they're trying to create the Xbox enterprise, not Xbox games, not Xbox franchise. So say that 
by but there's no xbox what, franchises without games no what i mean i know there's no like no franchises well, like, you know, they're, xbox they're, enterprise is going to be the cloud service it's going to be like services instead of games driven by games that you're going to play on xbox that's the True. thing that they don't and understand I, and that will be the most microsoft thing in the world to not understand that you build this beautiful structure if you don't have something compelling at the heart of it which people are telling you is games and they're like now you could do cloud servicing and what I don't know, man. That's what, got they're just they just pulling in content though. You know what I mean? They're just pulling in content and that's how they're getting around it. Where they're having these studios that they're not necessarily affiliated affiliated with too much. Third party studios come in and create good games for them and then go out. I mean, you got the big names like Halo and shit like that, Gears of War, Forza, but I agree they don't come out with it fast enough. To be honest, I think it's more of a cultural thing too. Sony and Nintendo are based in Japan. Japan has a history of coming out with prototypes and innovations. Microsoft has always, first and foremost, been a software company, man. A always been a software company. company. And it's that same same thought process that goes into their gaming. And I'm sure they hired people to be in that same vein. So original titles were coming out left and right on xbox 360 which was great yeah. which led to the success of xbox one yeah. but then yes i agree with you like we have stagnated at this moment but i think it's because there's been an explosion of pc shit between bitcoin and all this stuff people traveling over buying parts for pc an explosion of multi-platform games everything's about cross-play now I, so I, why would i, I buy an I, xbox i genuinely think that they lost a lot of market too i became a pc gamer because xbox became shitty and you know nintendo it's just in the right. past year that nintendo came back but like the wii u and the the wii right they didn't do were, shit were, i agree were, the wii was the, one of the best selling consoles ever but like that the wii u like that wasn't that's not that's not a, a seller you know and ps4 i guess has just been consistent with their titles so. dude to me that is in endemic of our society of yeah how technology in the commercial realm, in in our life, outpaces the gaming industry, right? The gaming industry consoles don't come out fast enough, whereas technology for PCs and PC parts and monitors and all this stuff come out so much faster that PC gamers have the ability to utilize the newest tools and push things out to a platform that allows a variation of a variable you range. Console, you just whereas, need to have replaceable. Replaceable hardware. Seriously, yeah, if you could seriously. have replaceable hardware, I think you you just be a computer. Don't get me wrong, but you'd have people more invested in what purpose. you're doing. Yeah, and they could be repurposed and do whatever. It's just we're essentially advertising for PCs nonchalantly, but that's why Microsoft even, is trying even to be a like PS4 listen. It, even every console is a, is a computer, you know, technically right. speaking. So like, it, it, you could say, technically say that the Switch is just two controllers jammed onto a fucking iPad Mini. But it is, but it's, but it, it technically is, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it isn't. Right. It's something cooler and they're coming out with cardboard boxes and that shit's going to sell. So for 20, 69, <laughs> NAS, but speaking of NAS, that is the end of the episode. Yep. We Hope ended kind of abruptly. It. We did end it kind of abruptly, but they'll understand yeah. We had to cut the time. We had to cut the time for you guys. Exactly. You don't want to listen Yo, to us forever. We know you don't want to hear us for an hour, so. Uh, mm -hmm. Be sure Yo. to enjoy your week. Yeah. Check back in with us on Friday. Hit the Twitter. Give us some subscribe. more news. Love. You know what the deal is. See you guys. And uh, let me know if you can hear my sickness. Yep. That'd be great. Bleh. That was good. I didn't realize... We